0: So when I saw the outline, the first passage I thought about, I didn't—I skimmed through the outline, I guess, and the first passage I thought about was actually in it. I didn't know that till this morning. But Luke 17 and verse 10 was the the passage that first came to my mind in, in this thought of uh, what I ought to do, uh, and. It reads, So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Um, And so that was what I had thought about in my mind is, you know, the the things that I ought to be doing, uh, the things that I really know I ought to be doing. And so for the rest of the time we have here this morning, um, I'm hoping that we'll really I guess if you think, or when I think about this topic, I think you know it's not. It's typically not the things that we don't understand or that we don't know in scriptures that I think will send, uh, will wind up sending the majority of people to hell. It's the things that we do know and that we do understand and that we just simply do not do, or that we leave out. So, and I know that's not always true, but I I think. Uh, at least for me, when I really started thinking about uh, this lesson and, and this phrase, I oughta, and then this morning uh, we're just going to kind of fill in the blank. I oughta be uh, uh, reaching out to those who have fallen away, that we, we all know folks that are falling away, that were once uh, faithful members that have fallen away. And um, am I reaching out to those folks like I oughta be? Um I ought to be more benevolent with the things I've given. I ought to, I ought to say I'm sorry more. Um, you know, you just kind of fill in the blanks. And so we'll, we'll talk about some of those, and I don't want to take up all the time with uh, kind of uh, the ones that I have here, uh, but I would like for us to think about some of those and then maybe uh, get some from the crowds to just kind of be thinking about uh, things that, that you know you ought to be doing uh, and that are that are struggles I guess I guess for you because that's what I have uh, down here this morning of things that I know I ought to be doing uh, that is not a there's not a gap in understanding for me. There's a gap in uh, I guess you could say the will to do it or the the um, dedication uh, to carry these things out. The first one I think about um, you know, <laughs> I guess you all know me well enough to know that when I do a lesson like this, it gets to me. So I am sorry. Uh, so bear with me. But when I saw the outline, he was showing it to me at his office, and he said, uh, I was kind of like, "Well man, I'm kind of wondering what what I follow up with with this?" And he said, "Well, um, work on it till it's worked on you." And so we're going to talk about some of those things today. Second Thessalonians three. Will you read verses 14 and 15? 2 Thessalonians 3, 14
1: and 15. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, know that
0: person, and do not keep company with him, that he may be ashamed. And do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. And so <clears throat> one of the things I add on here is I ought to be reaching out to those who have fallen away. Those that I know that, um, you know, are either uh, family or someone at least that I ha- should have some form of relationship with. Am I reaching out to those? And so when I think about at least my own life and, you know, from what I observe, and we don't know folks' heart uh, and neither do I, but we seem to be at least for me i'll say this i seem to be pretty good at the first part Um, note that person and and withdrawing myself in the ways that i know are true and right that the bible has outlined for me to do i'm usually pretty good at that i can draw those lines and i can say you know what i need to distance myself this relationship should not look the same because i want that person to be saved and out of love I, I'm going to do all that I can do here on this earth to make sure that takes place. And so I withdraw myself in those ways and yet verse 15, yet do not count him as an enemy but admonish him as a brother. And there's a lot of judgment I think involved in that verse and I don't want to get into all that round but uh, for our purpose here in the next 25 minutes. But um, this admonish is, is a word of warn. If you look at that Greek word, Uh, so it's something I can't warn someone who I've completely gotten out of my life who I have no contact with how do I admonish that person and the reality is is we can't there's no way to do that so to some degree there has to be some form of relationship still kept between me and that person that is supposed to be uh, not counted among us Uh, we're not supposed to keep company with them like we would have we're not you know think about I have to at least think about it in the terms of I'm not extending the right hand of fellowship like I would with one of you there's there's that relationship should look different and it needs to be different uh, but I ought to be at least for me reaching out to those that are lost more and I really believe that and I I think at least that's something that we can all think about of those that we know that we should be reaching out to more often, letting them know uh, that they are loved. That it's not I haven't done this thing that appears to the world as unloving because I don't love them, or because there's some um, you know I've got something in my heart that is that is evil towards them. But I have done this because I do love them, and I still love them, and I want them to return uh, to the Lord. So that we can all be in heaven one day, and so uh, that's the first ought to I think about is is that one, um, <clears throat> at least for my own life. And to give us some reference, and like I said, I don't want to spend much time, but Colossians one twenty eight, and and thinking about what this admonish means. Colossians 1.28, Him we preach, warning every man. That warning, that's admonishing. Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 through 14. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and, and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their works' sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. This uh, warn those, that is also that word admonish, uh, and the word admonish in verse 12, depending on your translation, uh, that and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Those are both the same Greek words as we see in Second Thessalonians 3 and verse 14. So just to give you some, some things to go home and think about of, of what exactly does this mean for me? What exactly? How do I apply this in my life? And how do I reach out to those uh, who I know are lost? Um, the second one, and y'all can stop me if you have any uh, questions or comments. I don't. I would like to, like I said, I'd like to get through some of these, um, and then you know maybe maybe we can have some uh, some things y'all ought to, y'all know y'all ought to be doing. Uh, and we can talk about those. I ought to be more benevolent. Go to James 1 and verse 27. James 1 and verse 27, and we've, you know, we've had a class in times past discussing this idea of benevolence, and um, we know that the overwhelming burden falls on the individual to be benevolent, and uh, Old and New Testament. That's the theme that runs through the whole Bible, that God wants us to be benevolent to not only to each other, but also to those uh, who, are, who are not Christians. James 1 and 27, Appearing undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And so um, reading that, that's not a suggestion. That's, I mean, it doesn't say ought to, but that is, we, ought, we need to be doing that. That is something that God has uh, a- outlined for us to do uh, and you know, there's all kind of verses we can talk about, just being benevolent and giving uh, to others. Um, we can talk, think about the story of the Good Samaritan that, that Jesus says, and how uh, who are we being a Good Samaritan to those that we come in contact with? But when I think about that in my own life, I um, I'd be ashamed to show y'all uh, our che- our checkbook, and you know, y'all analyze it and y'all say hey is Andrew benevolent I think I'd be ashamed of that uh and I ought not be we ought to be more benevolent uh in giving to um to those that are in need those that I know are in need uh, or either that I don't know are in need sometimes it requires effort on our part to seek out good people to help sometimes that is the case uh sometimes we don't know just right off top of hand uh folks that I should be helping uh in this way and and we we see here these are the people that, uh, that need our help the most, the orphans and the widows, uh, folks that are, uh, you know, quote-unquote helpless in, in this world, uh, not as much in the day in which we live as they were then, but we know uh, that we should be more benevolent, and I ought to be uh, more benevolent with the funds that God has given me. I ought to be a good steward of those things. Um, I ought to say I'm sorry more. Matthew 5 and verse 23 here in the Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you're on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge, the judge hand you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison." Verses 23 is, I don't know, kind of a striking verse to me. Um, You know, you have the guy coming uh, seemingly to the temple to offer his gift. uh, And Jesus tells him, if you remember, your brother has something against you. Not that you have something against your brother, but your brother has something against you. So there's something there between you and somebody. And at least it appears to me in this case, there's going to have to be an I'm sorry said by me. Because there's, he has something against me. And so how willing am I to, um, to go to my brother and try to make things right when I know they're not? Or either just, you know, I might have said something innocently or might not have really tried to do anything wrong, but, you know, he has something against me. I've done something to offend in some way, is at least what it appears here to me. And it's on me, it's my responsibility when I know there's something there to go say, hey, I want to make this right. I want to do all that I can do to make this right. And I, I know, at least for me, I fall short of that sometimes. You know, I, oh, they shouldn't have thought that. Or, oh, you know, that's their problem, not mine. Or I can, I can make up a million excuses of why this responsibility is not mine. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus says this responsibility is yours. If you know about it, it's your responsibility, and it's my responsibility. If I know, I've got I've got something to do. Before I, and you know, if, I, if I'm trying to apply that here, and the day in which we live, it's before I come here. It's before I participate in my worship. It's before I participate in the Lord's Supper. It's before I participate in those things that we call worship. That needs to be taken care of, I and mean, we need to be busy about that. There's an urgency I see here. Leave your gift there and go. First, be reconciled, and then come back. Make those things right first. And I think if we really think about it and meditate on that, we'll we you see that thing through the scriptures that God wants us to be right between our brethren, and He wants us to love one another like we should. And a lot of times, that requires me to say I'm sorry. And we read, well, I don't know. Did you read Numbers? No, we we were in Numbers. But we, I don't think we read this passage more. Numbers five and verse five. I think we may have read it in Leviticus when I was teaching a few weeks ago, uh, but this comes up again, and it's something that, um, that I know for, for me. I need to keep forefront in my mind. Numbers 5 and verse 5, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel. When a man or woman commits any sin that, that men commit in unfaithfulness against the Lord, and that person is guilty, then he shall confess the sins which he has committed." He shall make restitution for his trespass in full plus one-fifth and give it to the one he has wronged. But if the man has no relative to whom restitution may be made for the wrong, the restitution for the wrong must go to the Lord for the priest, in addition to the ram of the atonement with which atonement is made for him. Every offering of all the holy things of the children of Israel which they bring to the priest shall be his. And when I think about my responsibility to make things right, I, I think about these passages like Zacchaeus and him paying back more, and uh, David's, you know, saying that the guy that took the ewe lamb he needs to pay back more than that. You know that there's a, it's not just a equal equal here. It's a hey, you know, you ought to do more, and that's in the law. You pay back one fifth more uh, than what you've taken or what you've wronged. And here again, you know, in verse eight, uh, if there's no relative to make restitution for, so. You know, if you've let enough time go past, there's no relative. That doesn't mean it's over. That means, hey, you still got responsibility. And so I think, at least for me, that lays more weight on the commandments in the New Testament of of me making things right between me and someone else. The how serious God takes that, and and how much I should be busy about doing that. Um, and so uh, maybe that'll. Um, help y'all in some way. Um, I also think some things that I ought to be doing that I don't do as well is um, reaching out to those that are lost. Matthew chapter 28, passage that, that most of us know, the Great Commission there. Matthew 28, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things which I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Second Timothy. And I'm pretty positive I didn't have to have any Scripture references and y'all would have gotten all of these, right? I ain't said anything in here today that I don't think any of us know that we ought not be doing. Y'all just probably do a better job than me. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 1. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. You know, here again, he, he's telling Timothy, preach the word. Get out there and tell folks about it. Um, and why is that? The why is in verse, verse 1. Uh, charge you therefore before, the, before God and Lord Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing? Uh, so there's a judgment day coming. And the question is, is, do I love those that I come in contact with? Do I love those who don't know uh, Jesus? And, and Evan prays for it all the time about reaching out to those that we know are lost. Are, am I busy about doing that? Do I seek those opportunities? Do I take advantage of those opportunities that I have? Because God does afford us those opportunities. He does. If you're out and about and you're, you know, if you're not a recluse at your house, God affords you those opportunities. He lets those opportunities be available to us. And do, do I take advantage of those? Uh, and I think about uh, this song. I mean, I was hoping, uh, I guess I should ask Robert if he knew how to lead it, but 598, I, I didn't know it, so I assumed he didn't, which was probably not a good <laughs> assumption, but... <laughs> no, it's accurate. But I, I think about this song, uh, when I think about this topic in my own life in uh, 598, you know, I think we at least all have heard this song, this, you've never mentioned him to me, the chorus goes, you helped me not the light to see, you met me day by day and knew I was astray, yet never mentioned him to me. And so, I, how many people in our life fit this description that we've known for a while, that we've known... Uh, you know, it's, it says here, day by day. To me, I think about the people I work with. Have, have I invited them, at the very least, to, uh, to come to church, come to a gospel meeting? Have I? Do they do they know that I'm a Christian? Do they know that um, that I try to live in such a way that is above the rest of this world? Do they know that? Um, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I hope they know that. In my case, um, but I know, always know there's work I can do. There's things that I can. There's opportunities that I can take advantage of uh, where I work. I know that. Verse one: When in the better land, before the bar we stand, how deeply grieved our souls may be if any lost one there should cry in deep despair. You never mention him to me. Verse two: Oh, let us spread the word where'er it may be heard. Help groping souls the light to see that yonder none may say you showed me not the way. You never mention him to me. A few sweet words may guide a lost one to his side or turn set eyes on Calvary. So work as days go by that you yonder none may cry. You never mention him to me. Um, And I think that's a very powerful song. I I love the words of it. They challenge uh, me, I know, uh, to, to think about, like I say, all those opportunities that are there for us. Uh, that, that God has given me, and am I, am I striving to uh, at least show them, or give them a kind word, or anything that I can do to try to encourage them uh, to be saved and to 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 have access uh, to Jesus like 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 we do, like Christians do. We're almost out of time. Um, I'll tell you some more I had on here: uh, reaching out to the weak. There's always those around us, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping, unless Evan tells me different, uh, we'll talk next week uh, about something that Mr. Ori prays for all the time. Build us up on every leaning side. And, I, uh, and As he prays that, it, it, there's a responsibility, I think, for us individually to build ourselves up on every leaning side, to be busy about uh, strengthening ourselves, but are we helping each other do that? Uh, the week that we see around us, uh, are we striving to to help them in that way? Uh, and I'm I'm pretty sure we all know somebody that's weak or that's faint-hearted that needs needs some help, just needs some encouragement. And are we busy about that and uh, stepping outside, at least for me, my comfort zone? You know, it's just hey, you know, good job or love to see you, or whatever it may be, an encouraging word that we can we can give. Um, Hanging out with better folks. And I know I ought to hang out with better folks. I ought to take advantage of every opportunity to hang out with Christian people, people that are going to encourage me in those things that are right and good. And am I taking advantage of those opportunities that are given to me uh, And seeking uh, to surround myself with good people, people that will help me get to heaven? I ought not gossip. Um, I think we all... (laughs) i'll get to this from time to time we all want to hear that little piece that's you know just that extra drama or whatever uh, you know and there's a lot to be said about that and then not only uh listening to it but spreading it um and i ought to be more sweet and uh, i've got first corinthians 13 uh down for that you know that whole chapter about loving our brethren and the th- how we should react to one another um and you know with our words and with our actions uh I ought to be more sweet. Um, I know I've done nothing but just talk, so I'm sorry for just going. Um, but is there anything that that y'all know you ought to be doing that we can help one another or encourage one another uh, in things like this that, that are not necessarily hard? They're not things that are hard to understand. They're just things that are hard, I think, for... Um, for us to do and to execute on in our daily lives uh, you know anything anybody wants to talk about because we can we can dig in some more of these if you want to but is there anything that y'all would like to mention and uh, help one another with to give attention to reading and study you yeah. know, it's something I struggle with a lot of times just making the time to do that instead of yeah. it being almost an afterthought or you know when I have a free moment, you know it needs to be more of a make-a-moment for it. Yeah, I heard a guy say this week. I was in a conference in Phoenix, and uh, we were talking about you know different things business-wise. But the guy said, uh, you know, we always say we don't have enough time. And the reality is, we're all given the same amount of time. We all have 24 hours in a day, and what he basically said I don't remember his exact words but what he basically says is when we say we don't have enough time all we're saying is that's not a big enough priority for me that's all we've said he's right about that you know we we've decided there's something else that's more of a priority for me than whatever else this may be whatever it is uh it doesn't matter we 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 all uh, it's all a priority game that's not a game but it's all about priorities and we prioritize our every day each and every one of us do and so you Matt's right. I, mean, I struggle with that too.
1: Grace is there when we fail. Yeah. We need to remember that so that when we do fail, we don't become so distraught that we don't even try.
0: I agree. Mr. John?
1: Oh, but that boldness, you know, to evangelize to others about Christ, you know, that's the thing I lack. And that might be common among People. Uh-huh. Sometimes the fear yeah. gets in the way, and you wonder why, uh, how can I do it? You know, a whole lot of things gets in the way, mm-hmm. You yeah. know, we can remove those, because that's our job. Yeah. When you think of what should I be doing for the kingdom, that's our most common job.
0: Yeah, spread yeah. the word. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked in here a while back about, you know, we talked, I did a couple studies on that Fox's Book of Martyrs book, and... When well, I agree with you, Mr. John, I, mean, I struggle with the same thing. It's like well, you know they're gonna think I'm weird or what, you know, whatever. I just there's there's a gap somewhere in my brain that just like I, you know I, am right there. You know I, I mean, why won't I do it? And this boldness is I need to be more bold for Christ. And when we really think about how silly that is, you know, at the end of the day, how how silly whatever that disconnect in my brain is. Nobody's fishing to shoot me. They're not fussing to hang me. Nothing. Not in the world in which we live. And for some reason, there's still that gap in my brain. And that is it's silly. It's minuscule uh, when we think about it, you know, on, on those terms. And, you know, thinking back at that song, when we go for God on Judgment Day, and that, you know, the, the, the scene, I guess, is somebody saying, well, you know, what are you doing in this line headed up to heaven, essentially? And you never said anything to me, and I was standing there day by day. You know, and, and how, how bad that'll feel for all of us.
1: I just don't say, I mean, like, what you were just indicating is that uh, one of the, I mean, the, this ought to stuff is typically application, right? Mm-hmm. Is the, I mean, it is, it's the difficulty is in the application. And what we do is we go through all kind of gymnastics when we get, you know, mental gymnastics when we get to one of these things that, like, all the things you went into, you immediately went into all the hard stuff, you know, which... <laughs> Is, is what happens to us. And uh, one of the things not just what y'all were just saying, you know, sometimes you know, you, how you feel about it. But um, one of the barriers that we put up to ourselves is um, i used to work with a guy he, he used to say "Overanalyzing is paralyzing like, we'll get to something like that. And it's really not that hard. It all the stuff you talked about it's really simple and well defined, you know, mm-hmm. so what we do is we start going through these mental gymnastics about, well, this is really more complicated than it appears. You know, you, you, start off down that trail where I'm going to get in this loop of just thinking about it. Now I'm not going to do it. I'm going to think about it or feel bad about it, or I'm going to make myself feel good about it. I'm going to think about it that long, but I ain't going to do, it. you know, mm. you just, you just kind of, uh, get off on that little, uh, spinning wheel in your head and you never actually do it and that's what he that's what he would say you know he would he would he would say well overanalyzing analyzing paralyzing and that's Mm -hmm. you you hit one of these hard autos and all of a sudden you start analyzing it real hard (laughs) rather than just you know you know you know you're supposed to do it yeah
0: yeah well we're almost out of time and uh i appreciate you bearing with me uh and Thinking on these things uh, with me this morning, and um, I would encourage encourage you to think about those things that um, that you ought to be doing and aren't, and encourage you to to do those things. Um, you know, like Matt said, don't let it be an afterthought or you know plan to do those things. Make it a priority in your life, uh, and let's. Be busy helping one another. Uh, do those things that that are tough for us. They're hard uh, for us to execute on and do. Sometimes uh, we just need a, Sometimes we just need some help from one another and encouraging word uh, to help us along.